Hello, IP friends. It's good to be back with another throwback edition of IP series with Peter Aurichina. Now, our case study for today is a rather interesting one. If you are a maker, or you are a creative, or an inventor, or, or you make things that are considered to be intangible assets, should take this episode seriously especially when you decide to gift it out to someone but before i delve into our story now if you haven't listened to my last episode please guys please listen i beg enjoy just listen to me i mean all i do here is give intellectual property just spice it up with an african nigerian narrative so that you enjoy my story more and you know you get to understand it better and for my returning listeners you guys are the best Shout out to Neme for referring the story to me. And yeah, let's get into our conversation. Now, the intellectual property asset that is that was in dispute is a kimu. And it was made by Jane Michael Ekanem and was gifted to Laulu Sembanjo. Now, if you're a fashion designer, please take this story very seriously. If you are a friend, like I am your friend, you don't also take it seriously. But it turned out that um, Jane had gifted Laolu the kimono. And then she saw that Serena Williams had won it for SS 2019 September issue. And, you know, when, you know, when they do all this, their photo shoot, they kind of list out all the contributors or people that the team basically and she found out she was neither acknowledged and was not even paid for the food and she got upset so my question my first question is now as, as a creative or a fashion designer how would you feel if you your work was used for a different purpose other than you know what it was initially uh, made for but the fact that you give that someone something does that mean that you detect how the person used the gift um when I put up a poll, 65% had said, sue the black bastard. Mm. 32% said, really upset. 3% said, shrug it up. 0% said, pray for the person. I mean, I thought that as Nigerians, we're going to vote, I'm going to pray for the person. But that never happened. Then I asked again, as a creative person or fashion designer, when you give to someone um and an ip um can you sue the person and is the person authorized to use it for say a photo shoot or give another person now 52 percent said yes the 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 person who received the gifts can do whatever they want with it 10 percent said no 38 percent said they would need to get permission from the person who gifted them now Jane at that time had stated that Laolu had made and mass produced the kimono design she which she had specially designed and gifted her. So her post reads, um, haven't you ever wondered why Serena Williams never commented or liked my picture? Let me break it down for you. Or Laolu is my friend. I gifted him a piece of my creation for free. I would say that was a wrong move. I mean, you can't really put predict people now laulu lies to essence that's the art essence magazine that we all know that he made the piece and that it could be mass produced now serena Arena's 
perhaps knows about the business and she was and she's like cool unknown to her that wasn't laolu it wasn't laolu that actually made it so it wasn't her business now she posted on social media laolu gets angry after she posted the design and tried to shut her up she refused laolu gets obsessed then goes ahead to mass produce it kind of reminds me of the what's it called now the downfall yellow bag case where the guy had tried to get consent to you know mass produce the bag and give the girl a certain percentage of the profit she refused he went ahead to mass produce it and said to you know half the price um then she goes to say uh, my friend on the other hand contacts as miss kudirat she gives them the pattern and even co-produces with her husband at ibrahim woods official batch two my family on the other hand anyways i'll talk about that in a few minutes these ones came from their tasks meanwhile my brother is involved though and you see i should calm down calm down for what a nothing will lose a cow and the world will not be at peace if i don't see who is so i kind of cut that post out but then again i asked um my readers do you think laolu was wrong to have mass produced um jane's kimono 70, 76% had said yes, 7% said no, 14% said not sure, 3% said indifferent. I would say yes because, I mean, from the moment he conceived the idea to actually mass produce, he should have gotten a license agreement from um, Jane and, you know, both parties would have won. Jane would have gotten her credit and money uh, or economic pride or they would have gone into some sort of partnership that eventually become partners but... No one really knows what's going on in Laolu's mind at that time. So I also had the privilege or opportunity of um, watching Jay's interview with Dotu, um, where she was like, oh, I, I, got, I get more insights. I, 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 and she says the initial deal was to make the jacket for just Laolu, um, with no agreed motive and usage policies, only for it to be worn by Serena Williams. So I posted a picture then. And you can ch- you guys can check it out, and she was like, it turns out the label stated a Laolu X Jane Michael kimono with a price tag of five hundred dollars. At that time, oh, five hundred dollars was one eighty three thousand five hundred. Let me just how much is five hundred dollars to a naira? Let's see, five hundred dollars to a naira. Ah, mugbe. Today is like two hundred and sixteen thousand one eighty five thousand naira. Two hundred and sixteen thousand one hundred eighty five naira, Jerry. Louis. Ah, that's a lot of money, you. Hey. Anyways, Jane goes ahead to say, "Oh, just a tag and no mention would have gone a long way to bring more attention to her as a creator." So I guess Jane's main focus was. She needed to be acknowledged and not even paid. But I guess paying her off would have also worked. But that never happened. Now, I asked again, do you think Jane should have been tagged to the post? 85% said before uncle, yes, 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 of course, of course. Yeah. 4% said no. 0% said why. When 12% said indifferent. Why are you guys indifferent? Like, just tell me why. Why are you indifferent, eh? why are you indifferent about this i mean it could happen to anyone like someone told me a few weeks ago nigeria can just happen to you in form of any just in any format 
and I agree. So yeah, let me just let me just continue. So if I pay for something, say a dress, so I go to Deborah's Grace or Miss K or a Michael Costa, or I go to Fenty and get a lingerie uh, made by a designer. Do you think I still deserve credit or shout? Do you think the, the person I bought the brand for needs to be tagged to that post? I don't think so. Like, okay, I go in maybe for influencers who, you know, have to be paid um, if X number of persons purchase the item because they wore it or they featured it on their post. I mean, that's looking at it from the digital aspect where you have influencers and marketers and all of those things. But if an individual like me just walk into a random boutique or a retail store, fashion retail store, am I supposed to tag them? Not necessarily. I mean, unless maybe I, I'm thinking of delving into that industry as an influencer. I'm like, okay, let me just do a shout out or tag them and see what happens. I mean, sometimes you tag your designer so that people know, oh, I got this from this person, this person made my dress. But yeah, let's go back to our poll again. 25% said yes, of course. 17% said no. 50% said it's at your discretion. And I do agree. Um, it's, it's pretty at your discretion. It's not a given. I mean, unless if maybe when you walk in, you see like a, a post that said, oh, don't forget to tag us when you buy our clothing. And you're like, okay, I'm going to do that. Yeah. And then 8% is like, maybe. Ugh, because there's no maybe or no in this one. No, it's at I feel this at my discretion. I mean, my phone, my creativity, when I take the picture and I put it out there. I know I also had a, a conversation about this where um, Nigerian brand chick was talking about how um, Instagram sellers repost her pictures with her concert. And then there are disputes around how um, paparazzi photographers are also suing celebrities for reposting images of themselves. I mean, the whole thing is a mess. And it's really complicated. Um, but yeah, so in the interview she had done with Dotun, I'm sure you, most of you know Dotun. I think he's doing one of these adverts with Erica um, for an energy drink. So Jen has stated that if she's going to give you a discount, she will take into um, take it into consideration the value you bring to her and give you a discount. I think it's applicable to everyone who is in business, and 89% agreed with Jen's position on that. Jen also stated that. If that it's a different thing if she gives you her design. However, if you would be using it for commercial purpose, you need her because and I think it's true. Even the law as an intellectual property law says that if you're going to use someone's work, at least acknowledge the person. If it's for private use, um a fair de fair dealing or fair use principle will save you at some point, but not all the points. Content is very important uh, when dealing with intangible assets. Um and as a fashion brand. What are the options you have available when it comes to intellectual property? I think I have a lot of, a couple of posts of fashion and IP um, for fashion designers. So you guys can just check out other episodes as well. I also have a couple of Twitter mini blog series. But the cases always differ. So when I'm talking about fashion and IP, I also like to fuse in the relevant IP laws. Uh, there are available options for you. So in regards to this phase, to this case in particular, intellectual property doesn't bring in an idea. And it's very important that we all know that because I get questions as to, oh, how can I protect my ideas? Ideas are not protected because 
we're not seeing any creativity. We're not seeing any invention. IP has an intersection with every industry, no doubt. And it's also very advisable that you document or record your creativity or your inventions just for record purpose and also to give you an edge in the event of a dispute such as the war between Jane and Lao Lo. You also need to consider intellectual property mechanisms such as copyright, which protects um, your illustrations, your sketches, prints, patterns of your work. You also get to enjoy automatic protection the moment your work is in a fixed medium, such as your sketchbook. Now, I'm going to cite the laws. Oh, just read section 1 sub 3 of the Nigerian Copyright Act, um, which I think, like, if you really do understand that they never intended for that particular uh, edition, let's just say it was like a limited edition for just one person. I know how limited editions are. There's always a restricted number, just like the NFTs that we currently have, that you have limited numbers, and then it becomes like a scarce commodity, everyone just wants it. So maybe Jen wanted to use Laola um as an influenza or something like okay make this one limited order and then if people love it i mean if a friend gives me something and i wear it and people admire it i'm definitely going to tell my friend that oh i wore this out and everyone was like going crazy about it. so i remember one time i bought a kimono from um someone i used to know in school and people loved it and i had to like oh this kimono is getting lots of you know feedbacks people love it and I think I referred a couple of people to her. I don't know how many reached out to her, but you know that also happens. In, I mean, okay, so let's use a more practical example. I have natural hair. Sometimes I style my natural hair, and I go and people are like, "Oh my gosh, what did you do to your hair?" But I guess that is different, you get, because it's not the same. So I got a book. I'm going to use another one again. I got a book. So I've had senior colleagues, senior lawyers, uh, who are my friends who have given me books. Now, does that, let's say they are the authors of that book. Let's say an author gives me a book. Do I have the right to go and mass produce, like go and photocopy and resell to a third party and then put my name as the author of that book? That's wrong. That's practically stealing. I mean, I think that's like the best explanation I can give for that. Now, I asked again, do you think Jay's unisex kimono would pass as an applied act based on section 1 sub 3? So, 5% said yes, 8% said no, 8% again said how, 8% said they are indifferent. And this is because what I asked this is that if at the time when the author made the work, um, did he or she um, intend that the, the work in question should be a model that can be used and be multiplied by any industrial process so you get now trademark protects names logo signs symbols colors uh smell mm, yeah let's just stick to those ones uh and in order for you to to have a trademark it must meet the um, some criteria first of it is of all is it being distinctive enough up to the point where um, it becomes like a source identifier for you people. When, once they see um, Jane or Laula, they know all oh, this refers to this person. They see the color. So, for instance, the Christian Libertine red, so um, Tiffany blue, uh, Raphael, Lauren, Zara. I love Zara, guys. <laughs> but let's look for Nigerian fashion designers like some Tubo, Matopia. Um, mm, mm, ooh, ooh. Uh, 
ah, God, what's this guy's name? Maya Atafu. Yeah, the, the guy that had the uh, coming to America this day. Ugomoye, um, and several other fashion designers out there. Their names, their logos, the colors. I know there was this um, Big Brother, not Big Brother, Big Brother Africa uh, housemate that came out and started making shoes with pink soles. And I was like, oh, this person was inspired by CL, no doubt. But yeah, she used a different color. Uh, then I think as we progress, and over the years, you see brands are more. Uh, they're sticking to using, you know, they're being more protective about the color of their brand. So when you're thinking about making logos for your fashion brand, you know, take the colors into consideration. I know we have the Pantone um, color match or whatever. I mean, there are different shades of red, there are different shades of pink, there are different shades of blue, there are different shades of white. You name it, just pick one and stick with it and build on that. So my logo is... Uh, Red and white. I don't. I don't really know the shade of red right now, which is sad. But you shall get my meaning. Um, I mean, when you see um, the swipe sign, you know the brand that owns it. So th that that's what trademark does. However, in the event where your mark in question is not registered, you can still enjoy some level of protection. I mean, you can sue someone for passing off, which is like when someone. You know, falsely represents your brand as their own, which is kind of similar to what Lao 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 Lu did here, misrepresenting um, Jane's kimono as his. I mean, going as far as you know, selling and using it on a well-known athlete, and you know, deceiving Essence because Essence really has. I mean, they should have done their due diligence to an extent, I think, or oh, that's my opinion, but. That's about it, guys. Um, the main purpose of that is we just want to deceive people, um, deceive potential buyers, derail them, or take them away from Jane, which is, like I said, what's going on here? Um, and as a fashion designer, you can also use um, sue for passing off. Um, to do that, you must meet the following requirement that the use of your name or your mark, your sign is going to cause you injury or affect the good view of your fashion brand it's going to be a likelihood of confusion in the minds of the co common customer now did people actually ascribe jane to that kimono no so jane might kind of have an issue there like proving likelihood of confusion because especially because she only made one it was just one limited collection like oh make i just run out for my friend and my friend now and that same friend ended up stabbing me at the back. It's like a video I watched a couple of days ago. And it was like this one of these live shows between two women. And they agreed that we're going to do this. And the other person, you know, to the opposite. And people were like, fair women, fair women. Ah, this one is not between a, man, uh, a woman and a woman. This is between a guy and a female who are friends. So what does that say about you guys? Hmm? Tell me. Ah, but I digress. But yeah, the third one is that the use, um, the unregistered mark in question has been consistently used and is distinctive. So one good thing about trademark is that you must consistently use that mark, that logo or symbol that is ascribed to your fashion brand for commercial purpose. Whereby you don't do that. So in Nigeria, the law is if you don't use consistently use your trademark for at least 
five years, someone can apply. I can apply it. Let's use me now. A third party like me can apply to register and say, see you. This person is not using their trademark. Has not used it for the last two to three years. I've been monitoring them. I'm, I am applying that it be invalidated or cancelled or struck off. You know, and then another person can register it. Yeah. Uh, but then, what are the available remedies in a passing of action or suits? An injunction, the court will order an injunction that the person stops using the mark for the time duration that the um, dispute is ongoing. Um, they will deliver the products and the court can order, order that it be destroyed. So I do recall in the, in the, uh, what's this case? Bentley clothing against Bentley Motors. The final decision of the court was that Bentley Motors should destroy all the clothing that had Bentley written on it. Um, then you have account of profit. How much has Laulu made so far from the pieces he mass mass produced and damages, and then Anton Pillar order, which is like um, another for inf inspection or delivering up of the infringing material in the possession or control of the infringer. I'm not calling anybody names, though, but. Laolu, if he were sued, was going to have to give up possession of all the fabrics and you know clothing he had in his the kimono he basically had in his collection. And I asked, have you registered your fashion name, logo, symbol, sign, color as a trademark? Seventy-one percent said no. Oh, people are not still saying no. You've you've eventually registered your trademark because, I mean. If for anything, I'm sure the pandemic I've taught you a lot. And uh, with all the cases we've seen within the last two, three years in the fashion industry, and then we recently had a car redress case. I mean, it was just a cease and desist letter. We don't know how that ended. Yeah. Um, then there was the one within, um, um, what's it called now? I'm trying to remember the brand. I mean, if it, it will come eventually come to me. But well, it was a UK brand, and she was suing um, one of these other brands for, I think it was Boohoo, yeah. Then there's the fast fashion, you know, serial copier, um, fashion issues, you know, when someone decides to, like, okay, I'm going to reproduce your, your kimono, I sell it for 5K instead of, uh, instead of selling it for, like, $500, I'll sell it for, like, $50, make about 100 pieces, sell out in all shapes and sizes, you know make my cool cash yeah um but that's about it for that's, that's not about it for truth don't, don't mind me um, advantage, advantages of registering your fashion brand as a trademark it gives you an upper hand in the event of a dispute you can enjoy protection in your jurisdiction such as nigeria when you register it in nigeria because trademark as an intellectual property form of mechanism is territorial in nature um you can also expand your registration to other jurisdictions so you want to um you know, participate in the Milan fashion show we just, which has just ended. You might consider that because you don't really know what might happen when you leave Milan. Then also you need to monitor your, your work. You can also commercialize your work by licensing. So if Laolo had gotten a licensing um, arrangement, that would have worked. You can also sell it. Um, Jane should have sold that in. I mean, after gifting Laolo, I think the best next thing should I be oh I give them my friendies and I have a couple of pieces as if now they'll be like ah I wore this and people were going crazy you know 
I should have made money. Then Laulu and Jane would have also collaborated or partnered because, I mean, that would have been huge. Uh, I mean, once people saw that Serena wore that dress and they're like, who made this? I want one. And that's how um, celebrity branding is and that's how celebrities work and use their personality, their image, name, likeness, you know, kind of like boosts the, the market for you. And there's something like that. Uh, you can you can also create a franchise out of it. I mean, start small, grow big. Um, you know, helps you differentiate your fashion brand from another. When you use the TM, TM basically means unregistered. And that when you use R, so if I see R beside your name, it's like it as you've registered and it shows you especially smart. Um, now, in the event of an infringement, you can brief your intellectual property lawyer or your fashion lawyer. Mm-hmm. Basically, just have a specialized lawyer on your team, guys, um, who will issue a cease and desist letter. I know through that case I mentioned about, I still can't remember the name of the, the fashion designer. But she's a black, black fashion designer in the UK and doing so well. Her pieces are to die for. So she... she you know, briefed her lawyer, they issued a season and season letter. Even the carry dress issue, a season and season letter was issued. Uh, you can also opt to settle out of court by exploring any, any of the alternative dispute resolution mechanisms such as arbitration or mediation or negotiation or a med app like a hybrid uh, mechanism. You can also explore trademark protection for colors. Um, you know, I mentioned the CL red sole stiletto the hems orange bag the loose vitan brown bag the tiffany blue i think recently no i think recently christian dior lost the case to protect his saddle bag as a 3d mark um you guys should check it out because there are a lot of saddle bags going on and i know christian dior was like the initial inventor so my thought was like i mean for a brand as big as that why did, did they never consider registering it early why did they never consider like a multi-layered form of IP protection? So you can look at it from the design right as a way of protecting like the visual appearance of your saddlebag. I know and I think that I've watched the video of how they make the saddlebag. Like I enjoy watching behind the scene. Kind of like gives me an insight into someone's creativity. Like when I see you at work, like from product production stage up until this finished say when it gets into the market for sale and all of that to you know your consumers i'm like whoa like how does this person really think about this um the pantone company which i mentioned and is known for its proprietary color matching system for each has chosen the classic blue number 19 iphone 405 so you can see that the company that is you know like the color matching system also has its own specific color shade or the blue I mean, there's this, I don't know if to call it, whether to call it a yab or jab, where people are like, ooh, uh, you ladies are always like, give me, give me big brother green, give me onion purple, give me MTN yellow, you know, all of those things. I know. <laughs> I mean, it happens, yeah. So that's about it for trademark, guys. So my siblings are currently watching big brother um, party. And I'm here recording. <laughs> but next up um, is design rights. Um, so in the US, it's called patent design. 
I know a couple of people, you know, kind of interchange. They they use them simultaneously. Like, okay, they kind of switch it up when they're talking about design writing. Like, oh, better design. Like, it's still design writing in Java. I mean, initially, I was also confused. But, you know, as you keep reading and exploring, you'll be like, ah, so this is it. And I know um, Della Sage, uh, when she registered um her desire she put out the and intellectual property notice so it's called an an ip notice of them like yo guys ip notice violation will be prosecuted and i was like love it i mean you know how the other stage i showcase designs are to die for her designs are unique and i talked extensively about that case because someone had come out to see and you know was kind of making a gist of her, her move and i was like nah so i think that was when kind of like encouraged me to start doing more of this ip awareness and advocacy just using life cases to educate people in nigeria and i'm glad that we are seeing more social media call outs although i would prefer you guys go to court anyways but that's about it so design right protects um um the three-dimensional features visual appearance combination of colors um textile print shape or two-dimensional features original ornamentals of your design so i asked again do you have a registered design ha sad though really sad guys 65 percent said no 25 percent said yes she's poor 13 percent said never thought about it so you hope you're thinking about it they have um patent patent basically uh may not come to your mind immediately because people cannot see patents uh, as an ip mechanism for technical uh, inventions things that you know you solve in the society and you're thinking okay in the fashion industry now what is that thing that can actually solve by patenting it um but yeah it protects your invention so far as it provides a new way of doing something and offers a new technical solution to a problem. And by having a patent protection, you could attract business partners or innovators. So, for instance, Novozymes, a Danish biotech company which specializes in enzymes and microorganisms, pioneers the use of enzymes in the treatment of fabric. Innovative, right? Mind blowing. They're not previously involved in the fashion industry. In 1987, the company had developed and patented a technology for the treatment of stonewash gene, stonewash deming genes. This technology is based on an enzyme called cellulase, which removes some of the indigo dye from the deming so as to give the fabric a worn look. Um, and within three years, most of the deming finishing industry was using that cellulase under a license from Novozyme. So you can imagine. And now today, Novozymes technology for improving production methods and fabric finishing has been licensed worldwide. The company holds more than 4,200 active patents. Lots of money for the patent agent. Lots of money for the person managing the portfolio, the IP lawyer managing the portfolio for this company. I mean, 4,200 active patents. I mean, I'm, I'm really excited about IP in Nigeria because it's still growing. It's still an evolving area. And over time, I believe companies will begin to see the value in intellectual property in all industries. And everybody will be forced or mandated to have 
and intellectual property departments specifically for managing of their portfolio for monitoring their ips for registration protection uh, commercialization um, documentation everything we gotta do it too we are going to do it or we have done it already um they also pursue what is called a proactive licensing strategy which also maximize uh, royalty revenue from this 4200 ip asset Woo! then you have the famous zendaya cinderella dress if you're a zendaya fan please give me a thumbs up yeah, I mean, when you're listening to the news, um, but yes, in the 2019 Met Gala, Met Gala, I like to always refer to this because it was really impressive. Um, the designer was Tommy Hilfinger, he used the technology hidden behind the skirt to change the color of her dress. Like, uh, that's the picture that you just look at. It. I mean, it kind of did like the whole Cinderella story like thing. You know, when the fairy godmother was like, okay, turn around, girl, I'm going to turn you into a princess. And, you know, then there's a behind the scene when Zendaya was like in the studio and she was getting fixed to when the dress started glowing. Oh my gosh. Uh, you guys can read up on how that tech was done. Then you have um, Trade Secret. Then you have Trade Secret, which basically gives you like an edge. Um, in the fashion industry so it's more or less like a business model or confidential information that gives you an edge as a fashion designer over your competitors and it's also known to be relevant in the fashion business this could range from the list of your key suppliers or buyers the use of the software tools for fashion design to logistics management of the entire value chain for instance zara <laughs> oh my guys so zara uses like a property information technology um, system to shorten their production cycle that is the time from identifying a new trend to delivering, delivering the finished product so you see because Zara is like an international foreign brand i know abroad they have like four seasons you have the um let's see fall spring summer and winter so you have to just always be um ahead just figure out the trends and then how do we produce these when do we deliver to the consumers and stuff like that um for a minute the timeline is like 30 days most of the competitors take like four to twelve so you can see that with tech in fashion it kind of hastens things for you hastens things for you um did you also know that an inferior quality or copying or mass production can threaten your business 100 said yes yes so ah counterfeit foreign quality you just buy the whole thing So I'm wrapping up in a couple of minutes. Wrapping up in a couple of minutes. Um, and I say fashion designers, you need to take the following seriously. First, you need to take um, documentation of your conversation seriously. Always talk to your intellectual property lawyer or your fashion, <laughs> your fashion lawyer. I mean, so you're having a conversation with someone. Just like, oh, I'm going to look my my lawyer in. My lawyer's going to come with me. Um, I know when I did a, a, a fashion law masterclass a couple of months ago, it was really exciting because the world is evolving, the industry is evolving, is evol evolving right now. Especially now you're seeing like fashion in the metaverse, Web3, NFTs. I mean, follow the Meta Becky um, bag case. It's going to, as a, ha, 
it's not just going to make a huge impact in the fashion industry, but it's also going to set incident as to what happens when fashion takes place um, in the metaverse or in the virtual reality space. What are the rights that you as a fashion designer? So just let us imagine this between Alaolu's case now that um, the photo shoot was done in the metaverse. Just like we have the Meta Beckins case where Rothschild is like, okay, we're going to sell the NFT version of the Meta Beckin bags. And I mean, it's like, it's like, oh no, we're not going to have that. So what would Jane have done in that instance? And our jurisdiction where we still take a long time to kind of evolve and be abreast with things. How are we going to resolve that? Will the court listen to you? What will the court hold at the end of the day? What's the precedent that's going to be set? So you have to, you know, prepare yourself mentally for those um, IT-related or tech-related uh, improvement that may take place within your industry. Have the basic know-how of uh, how intellectual property impacts your brand and your industry. Um, in the event where a dispute arrives or arises, basically, do you opt out to settle out of court or you explore, um, you know, litigation? So opting out of court, like I earlier mentioned, was like mediation, arbitration, the rest of them. Then um, you're also going to um, start thinking intellectual property. Think IP, think big and see intellectual property as an investment. Always register your IP, have an aggressive IP monitoring team. Know the value of what you have and set your boundaries. Come on, there's no friendship in business. Give up. And that's you something. You carry and go sell. Give another person make money. Go even. Go sell past the world. We normal, normal for runner. You never call gimme commission. You didn't matter. Seriously. Um, but yeah, always have a brand strategy. Your brand strategy can always change so you see that oh the world is delving into the metaverse do you have like a reset and development committee or team on or on your company um what are you thinking retail wise what are you thinking in terms of um the online marketing space um how are you positioning yourself basically so i mean you guys just have to you know explore your creative side don't just wait for a dispute to arise and then cry on social media and wait for social media to help you resolve your dispute. It's not always going to work out in your favor, but you have to mentally prepare yourself. So, uh... <laughs>have come to the end of today's episode let me know what you guys think about the laulu and james case i don't think parties have settled i mean the publication at essence has moved or nobody even said anything there was no like oh sorry we didn't know about this nobody talk anything everybody don't move on so take your intellectual property seriously if you're going to give to the person do a deed of gift agreement and state that what it should be put there it's not like i like agreement you go give me money no doubt but let's just be realistic you can't really predict human beings there's no friendship in business you always have to look at whatever you're doing your creativity your invention just look at it from the business side like well hurry just design this skin that i want you to wear at this xyz event you're speaking at i'm like ah, i love it and i give it to you um, another thing like okay yeah, yeah run out for me mass production you're gonna be very upset and I do feel for Jane but you know pretty sure Jane has learned her lesson so 
yeah let me know what you guys think <laughs> what are your thoughts on the kids guys and yeah we're counting down to episode 120 more episodes guys super stoked super excited and i cannot wait it's not like i have anything waiting for you guys before you start sponsoring me but yeah um shout out to you all for listening to me talk this long and see you in the next episode